Beginning in 1981, a young girl begins to have strange dreams of being abducted. In August of that year, her dreams become a reality. Was this some sort of strange premonition, or did she know way more than she let on? You're listening to the Mysterious Bruce Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of Cynthia Anderson. Welcome to a deep, dark, dank, moist basement. Were you waiting on me? I was, but uh-uh. you messed it up. Nope. Not today, folks. Not today. Somewhere in the bowels of Georgia. It's hot. Listen. It's hot. Listen. You and I disagree on a lot of things, but if you're going to sit here and tell me that 104 degrees... On September 27th is normal. Where did you get 104 at? In my damn car. Is well, you're not supposed to park in the middle of a black car. In my car when I got out of work today. Now, I will give you that it was 94, so it may have been 104. It was, it was definitely more than 94. I'll give you 97. But if you think that's normal, September 27th, that's crazy. Hell, whack when I was a kid, it'd be snowing by now. Oh, that's good. What's good? Tell us what's good. All right, before we tell you what's good, let me just explain that living in Georgia, we cannot get any out-of-state beer just about it, unless it is mass-produced. And I have even went as far as to look about ordering it and having it shipped and paying outrageous shipping fees, and that don't even work. So Uh, instead of getting Ohio beer... If you do that... You have to be home to sign for it. Yeah, or they're going to drink it in the UPS truck as it drives no, away. No, they, they will. Being a home brewer, I know for a fact, it used to be Beer of the Month Club. If they come to your house and you're not there, they take it to the warehouse. You have to go all the way to wherever the warehouse is and sign for it. Oh, yeah. It sucks. I used to have to do that. It sucks bad. Anyway, back to my story. The fact is, we cannot get, hell, we can't even get good Tennessee beer. I mean, but we do have the bearded iris. Don't get your panties in a wad. But this week, instead of having Great Lakes Brewery oh, from Ohio. Great Lakes Brewery is a phenomenal brewery. We have procured the Jekyll Brewing Company's Seven Bridges Oktoberfest Lager. Though, I mean, when it comes to importing beer from other states, we do lack a lot, but... Uh, numerous local breweries that have a plethora of styles, any type of beer you could want, is available in the state of Georgia from breweries that are from the great state of Georgia. But getting stuff from other states apparently is kind of difficult. We had zero breweries from South Dakota, which was not surprising in my honest opinion. But to have zero breweries from Ohio? Well, see, and I can almost understand having zero breweries from a lot of places west of the Mississippi. I understand that aspect of it, but that's two that's two states away. I know that's what I was thinking. I'm I'm pretty sure when we venture out into the great state of Kentucky, we're not going to have a lot of choices there either. Well, we might just have to switch to bourbon for that episode. Oh, yeah, that's true. And that there will be a we'll probably have to record it three or four times. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't do well with dark liquor. <laughs> Not at all. So, shout-outs this week. We have a five-star review from Bad Leg Scoggins. 
and they state I finally had my mysterious bruise cherry popped and now I can't get enough. I love the content this podcast offers and I love even more the sensual voice of the coach. <laughs> Keep up the good work, gents. Love you. Mean it. Well, what what was interesting about that is this guy actually used to live with him. His uh he's an artist. His name is Ryan Scoggins. He uh performs all around Georgia and he's very very good and very very talented. But what's what's really cool about what happened was he didn't know we did this podcast. He figured it out just by the sound of my voice. And he texted me out of nowhere, and he's like, hey, man, do you listen to this mysterious bruise? And I was like, maybe. Said, Are you the coach? And I was like, maybe. And he's like, holy shit. He's like, that's amazing. So he actually found us organically, listened, and realized it was me and made that connection. And he was nice enough to give us a... Uh, a uh, a review. He he's he's the lead singer of a band called Blackbird Revival, and he does a few other things on his own. So if you want to check out his Blackbird Revival on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, they're they're really talented. Especially if you're in the Northwest Georgia area, you've probably seen them by now. So we pre- I appreciate you there, Scoggs. So moving right along to our great and wonderful case this week, we were so excited, man. We we're already one beer deep. We couldn't even wait to try this Jekyll Seven Bridges Oktoberfest. I mean, that's what I'm saying, dude. But I've not had anything Jekyll has, and I, that's bad. And I know a guy that has actually tried the jalapeno habanero, oh, and yeah. he loves it. But what I'm saying is, I love jalapeno habanero. That didn't make a whole lot of sense. Habanero. <laughs> it was that's the pineapple be, yeah, habanero. Say, Sorry, one spicy that's ass beer. No, here's the thing, though. I love Oktoberfest style lager. It's I, I'm I'm always excited <clears throat> when the standard Sam Adams comes out. I always get it. Try it. I'll try any Oktoberfest you got. I love going to Helen during Oktoberfest and dancing my ass off with old ass ladies. <laughs> it's fun it's doing the polka man it's it's so much fun but it just seems wrong drinking oktoberfest in 90 degree weather yes i agree with you <laughs> this is supposed to be uh i should be in a sweatshirt and shorts yeah it, it definitely hoodie weather yes but that, that's not the case right rumor now. has it by the time we both go on fall break it will be we will have at least one morning in the forties. I believe it. I've already had it. fall break. My fall break was this week. Oh well, when I, only, I go on fall break, I only work two days this week. Well, you are sorry, but we do have an old standby. I did get another. I got an IPA sitting upstairs, so whenever you're ready, we'll go grab a couple Sweet. of them too. All right. So as Coach alluded to in the opening, we have twenty-year-old <sighs> Cynthia Cindy Anderson. Now this is. We're, um, we're finding ourselves covering a few cases that have been covered on Unsolved Mysteries, and this is another one. I think we've done three so far, maybe four. Last week's with Dr. O.C. Smith was not on no. Unsolved Mysteries, but it's a great resource for, for crazy stuff, but man, this one is just... Yeah, and as many of me said on the ride over to the basement today, he was like, I'm just going to start this whole episode off with one big what the fuck. Because For after sure. you read the synopsis on the Unsolved Mysteries website, it leaves you with a ton of what the fucks. So basically, we're looking at Cynthia is being plagued by nightmares in which she feels like, she, or no, not feels like, she's having nightmares where she's abducted and murdered by a stranger. Correct. Her sister, Christine, 
now believes that these dreams were a premonition and Cynthia was always afraid of something even if she didn't know what it was. So Cindy's having these premonitions that she's being abducted, abducted and murdered and then on her way to work one day she sees some graffiti that says and I've read a couple of different things that said either I love you Cindy or I uh, love you Cynthia. No, it says I love you Cindy because okay. everyone called her Cindy and, and said by GW. Yeah. I've not ventured to it but we have referenced this before. It's sitcomsonline.com. There's a message board. Um, oh yeah, we talked. It was. Uh, yeah. I don't remember who we were. Which case it was? It was a uh, um, somebody's sister was on there talking. Uh, yeah. It was um Matthias's right. Wasn't it Matthias's yes. sister from the our very first case? Yes. And so I've not ventured on there in my research just because that's the only other time. But this in this case this. Uh, message board popped up again so i'm going to really do some digging on it but it says that on that message board that there is a thread um that states that this graffiti that stated i love you cindy um, made her feel uncomfortable even with her having the or not even with but along with her premonitions i guess is what you can call it or her dreams they were painted over at the first time and then she noticed what a week later um well given our poor our poor excuses for research we can't really say um it was some time later it was at least a week perhaps a month later but at some point later the same exact message is going to show up again on the same wall. And it's at this time that we find out, well, not really find out, but it's along this time that Cindy has a new boyfriend. She thinks that it's part, it may be something that he did. Um, well, he's not, his name's not GW, though. Right, and that's what I was going to touch and on, was it's like, not GW. Why, if you already, you know, if you're already in a relationship with this woman, why would you do something like that and put different initials? You know, what's your goal there? Well, and if you did do the graffiti, you would have to at least let her know once she says, hey, I've noticed this is kind of freaky and I'm having these dreams. She, you would want to, I'm just, you know, it was me. I was just messing with you. But if it came back the second time and you still hadn't said anything, well, then there's definitely something going on. You know, once we get into the theories of what exactly happened, if she... Perhaps GW was the initials of maybe a nickname or a pet name of that man. That's true. And but it did make her visibly upset to her bosses. She became very worried about what was going to happen to her at work. She was a legal clerk for a law office, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. That's true. Okay. So she is going to get paranoid about various things, not just these signs on the wall. On the graffiti on the wall. So she's going to get so paranoid, in fact, that her two bosses are going to install a panic button on her desk to alert the business next door that there's something wrong. Now, that's crazy. And she would go as far as to keep the doors locked at all times. Mm -hmm. Visitors had to be buzzed in mm -hmm. to come into the office. 
It's also reported that she began receiving threatening phone calls while she was at work. Yeah, she does. But um, but before the threatening, I mean, to be 20 years old and to be this paranoid, it doesn't make sense for it to be fabricated. So she's scared of someone or something, and she does start receiving threatening phone calls. Now, we don't know exactly how long the threatening phone calls come in, but... She's going to receive a threatening phone call actually the day before she disappears. Yes. So much so that uh, that it scared her so much that the client she was talking to at that time, when she hangs up, he asks her if she's okay. She's, you know, she tries to play it off or whatever, but he is so concerned that he's actually going to call the police himself and ask them to check on her. Now, that's crazy. To be on the phone with someone that you just have a passing acquaintance with, to feel like they're so upset that you have to call law enforcement, it must be extremely, yes, extremely taxing on that young lady. Absolutely. Um, so, we get to the day of, and this is August... 4th, 1981, she comes to work at the law firm in Toledo. It is stated that she took phone calls. People would say that they talked to her as late as 945. But after 10 a.m., there is no record of the phone calls. And it's at this time, around 10, that her employers arrive and they find the office locked it was it was at noon. I'm sorry to correct. It wasn't oh. ten. It was actually at noon when the uh, the two um, lawyers came back. Which one of them? Jay. There's Jay, Jay Fieldstein and then Jim Rabbit, which I think is a fantastic name. <laughs> yes, Jim Rabbit. Her purse and her car keys were missing. Her vehicle was parked outside. However, like I stated before, the the door to the office was actually uh, locked. But she had not left a note or put the phones on hold. So if you had called the law office that morning, it would have just continuously rang. So just uh, just this review, I mean, we've got a what the fuck with the fact that she's having these dreams. We have a what the fuck that she is so paranoid about. We got a what the fuck about the, uh, the graffiti. I mean, th- what is that about? We have... Her receiving threatening phone calls. We have her so paranoid. She's going to get a panic button installed on her desk. That right there is just a recipe for craziness. Yeah, I mean, she's basically walking into a job every day scared to death. I mean, how do you as an employer approach that? I mean... I think the way you should have approached it was that young lady needs a couple of days off. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, uh, thinking about employees and fellow employees that we work with. We we certainly have never been in charge of anybody. No. But people, I mean, that is going to disturb the workplace. And this is just a 20-year-old legal secretary. She doesn't have a degree. She doesn't have anything, but her bosses are willing to work with her to the extent that they install a panic button to make her feel better? 
Yeah, and not only a panic button, but a buzzer for the front door so that she, yeah. she has to visually I mean, see that someone. Is, that is, I mean, I don't know, in 1980 money, 1981 money, because I was a month away from being born. <laughs> I don't know how much that's going to cost, but that's a that's a financial investment that some would say is completely unnecessary. But yes, these two that, gentlemen went through went through it and did it. And at that time, it, they could have easily just let replaced her, go. her. Yeah. So to me, that may that makes me think that something nefarious is going on with the lawyers themselves. Because I mean, we're going to get to it. One of them's involved with the mob at least one time. So maybe there's way more going on, and they they understand that these precautions may need to be made because of the nefarious things they're doing. That leads me to believe that. Now, the most curious thing that I've come across and they touched on in the episode of Unsolved Mysteries was the fact that the novel that she was reading... Yeah, this is a huge what-the-fuck moment. ...was left on her desk and opened to a scene where the heroine is abducted at knife point. And the, the, the only part of that entire novel where there's any act of violence, it was turned to that page. Strange. Strange. Extremely Very strange. strange. But, to me, that sounds like a clue. So Cynthia was soon to start Bible college. She had a new boyfriend like we had spoken about earlier. And they, they were planning on going to college together. Yes. And they had actually met through her church. Yeah. She was... Five foot four, 115 pounds, brown hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing a white v-neck dress with red slash pink piping, open toe sandals, tan pantyhose, a sapphire ring, and a gold watch. Now, when you get involved with, you know, when you get into the details of everything about the, the lawyers, what's going on with the lawyers, what's going on in Toledo at the time, and blah, 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 blah. I think it's important to point out that Cindy was very religious. She was a devout Christian fundamentalist. Her boyfriend was a devout Christian fundamentalist. Her father was a Christian fundamentalist, and most of her social circle were Christian fundamentalists as well. So if I believe if nefarious things are going on around her, she may have been too naive to realize it, or she just may be being taken advantage of, or whatever. I don't think... What I'm trying to say is, if something nefarious is going on, I don't think she's involved. No, I don't either. I think she was left out of the loop. Yeah, I think she's just trying to make ends meet or whatever, and then maybe wrong place, wrong time. Yes. Something like that. And like you stated, and this is another what-the-fuck moment, and this is a lot of threads on Reddit, on Web Sleuths, um, is... In the Unsolved Mysteries episode, her father, Michael, describes Cindy as obedient, but states, and I quote, just before she disappeared, she was becoming like a debutante. Yeah, that's weird. She was spending a lot of time on her face and herself, and she would even skip breakfast for this reason. And that may be part of the problem. And I... Yeah, that would lead me to believe that maybe, just maybe, she was bucking the system of her family. Maybe she got tired of her lifestyle, and maybe, once we get to it, maybe that contributes to her maybe doing this voluntarily. Just to get away from her overbearing parents. 
from what I can gather, he is a strict disciplinarian, his way or the highway, and so she did not want to rock the boat. And then, like you said, she is a devout Christian fundamentalist, so she's not going to upset the head of the household. Well, maybe not. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's why. That's why I would say that's why she ran away rather than try to fight against it. Yes, I agree. She I mean, that fled is it. plausible there. Yes. That's a good plausible scenario. And a lot of theories online state that they believe she did stage this and just ran away. But we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll... Uh, one month after her disappearance, police received an anonymous call claiming that Cynthia was being held against her will. This was a female caller. And she stated that there were two white houses side by side owned by the same family. With that family being out of town, their son was at home and he had imprisoned Cindy in the basement. Yeah, but who's making that call? Like, who is this? Is it a prank? Is it legit? Is it Cindy herself? I mean, we don't have uh, just. It's just it's uh, it's odd. Law enforcement would state that they received a second phone call. This time, it was was wasn't it not later that same day? Yeah, it was the same day, and um, they tried to trace it or had someone try to listen in on it, and the caller abruptly hung up. And what our listeners have to keep in mind is, back in 1981, you could hear someone pick up on the landline; it would click. Yeah, and so they knew something was up, and so they just decided no not having it that's basically it from august 4th 1981 that's the end of it when we you get down to the facts of the case it's very short factually yes and that makes it one of the bigger what the fucks yeah for real because there's been nothing there's unfortunately her mother passed away a few years after her disappearance and her father passed away not too long ago at all. I believe yeah. 2014. No, 2008. 2008. I don't yeah. know where I got 14 from. Uh, but he lived in the same home. He did not change his number. He did not leave his... He did not change anything. So on the off chance that she escaped or came home or whatever, she would be able to find him. And a lot of times when you deal with missing person That's cases... That's extremely sad. They a lot of those families refuse to move, refuse to change anything just on the off chance yeah, that mean, they try to come home. You can't blame them. No, 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 no. I mean, you can't. You I mean, either can't. way. But there, like I had stated, there were are a ton of theories out there that just run with that small snippet that he is quoted on Unsolved Mysteries. While I think he was a strict disciplinarian and he was strict in the way that he ran his house according to his faith i don't feel like he had done anything to her no i yeah i i I certainly don't believe that her father personally did anything to her absolutely not now we get into other theories but okay let's let's talk about i love you cindy gw i mean that to me screams stalker Right, and now going to the online, that sitcoms online message board, uh, someone would Which post... Ha- like, I, I mean, I'm, not, I'm, try- I'm sorry to cut you off, but now what is sitcoms.com doing covering all these 
on Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, okay. That's I got the only you. thing. I got I've not I got ever you. went there, but I think that's what it is. Okay. Because um, yeah, because that's not the thing. Sitcom related. Yeah. On that message board, it states that a woman has come forward or did come forward, stating that it was she is from the same town, Toledo, and it was her boyfriend leaving her that message. It was her name, and her name was Cindy, <clears throat> excuse me, not Cynthia. Okay. Um, so, well, did the woman work in that area, or? From what I could read, yes, um, she did work in that area. She was stated um, as, I think the police even went as far as to follow up and make sure and checked it out. Well, Cindy is not an uncommon name. The The location of the graffiti is kind of suspect. Yes, I would it agree. it was in her direct line of sight. The lady would go on to state that she and her boyfriend were basically street vandals at the time. And they would ta- do tags uh, all, over trying, Cindy, to, all over the Cindy. Or do all over the Cindy. Shit, do it all over the town. He was trying to be the the first Banksy. Yeah. With his. So he spray painted I Love You Cindy all over the place, and then she would go back and spray paint his name, but that's about as far as it goes. Okay, well, that. okay. Uh, what was his name, and were there any reports of his name being tagged places? No, that's the thing that I can't find. Well. Now, I, did, I have typed in the sitcoms online, and yes, it is. They have... The Robert Stack series, and they also have the Dennis Farina well, yeah, series. I mean, the Dennis Farina is the same series. It's just repackaged, and it's the same cases. They didn't do any new cases. I don't care. Dennis Farina, I know he's dead. God rest his soul. He did a great job. But you don't. Nothing hit the soul the same way Robert Stack and that original theme song hit. That do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, my God. Now, I'm talking about terrified as a kid. Sorry. Yes, that would scare the bejesus out of you. That's some scary shit. Later, I have that they actually tied or tried to tie the maintenance. Yes, the person. maintenance man. His his initials were GW. Yes, and he was he was interviewed extensively, but he was cleared. He, they said that they really truly do not feel that he was involved. Now, everything that I've read, it just said maintenance man. It didn't say if he was the maintenance man of the of just that building or of the if it was like a strip mall or whatever. I, I couldn't find anything to give more details about what his exact job description was. But yeah, he was he was cleared of any involvement, as far as we know. The house that that the caller referenced, some people have tried to say that it is in Perrysburg, Ohio, um, in the small suburb of Heatherford. But that's all I could find on that phone call to the law enforcement. Hmm. Yeah, she didn't give much information. She said it was a white house, that it was owned by the same family, side by side with another house, and that they were out of town. And I mean... Granted, we are we are dealing with a, a lack of complete information. One, because there's not a whole lot of information. Two, because we're lazy as shit and we didn't do our due diligence. But it would not be that difficult for the police to look throughout that city to see 
how many properties are owned by the same family side by side. Because I'm going to guess there's not that many. Yeah, I, I would agree, especially in 1980. Yeah, I mean, it's going to. there's going to be some. There's going to be wealthy families that have bought out the properties to rent, and they're going to, they're going to be using it as supers, or, you know, they're going to be landlords, you know. But that's going to be a little few and far between. So they could have done their due diligence. Due, due, diligence on that and perhaps they did and then nothing came about nothing came of it we just don't know again i don't really want to chase this too far but if you want to look at all the theories out there the cindy's father theory is a big one but i i still feel like just personally from what i read his interview yes that statement on unsolved mysteries is odd but when you find out that the man never left his yeah he address and he buried his wife a year later after Cindy went missing and then he remarried and buried the second wife and he still stayed in that home, that home and he kept his faith hoping one day that they would find some closure for yeah, Cindy's reg- case and you know you can read into any statement and just be like, okay, that don't make sense. Why would he say it like that? Just like last week's case with Dr. Smith, they're like, oh, well, he wasn't injured enough. Well, who who's to say? Well, he wasn't he wasn't sad enough. What what do you mean? He he sounded strange. The man's grieving. If I was guilty of doing anything to my daughter, you think I'm going to be on NBC primetime television? No. Talking about it? No. And. With with every case that Unsolved Mysteries covered, after this case aired, they're going to get tons of calls about it. They're going to get tons of leads. They're going to get tons of, uh, you know, false leads or whatever. They're going to get tons of information from people. Nothing ever came back to him. So you can throw that out the window. The father did not do anything to this girl. No, I, t- I totally agree with you. Now we get into the, what they state was an update. But well, I mean, what what's our what's our uh, what's our um, conclusion with the, the the stalker? I don't think the stalker. I think it's just one of those happen. It was a coincidence. I think you have the maintenance man. He could be responsible, and then you have that lady stating that her and her boyfriend around Toledo would would tag each other. That's just, that's just okay. it's odd. Don't yeah, let, don't odd. get me wrong. Yeah. Um, Maybe she's telling the truth. Why would she come forward and say that? Right. Unless she's covering for somebody. I mean, that's possible, but maybe. I mean, okay, so, all right, no stalker. I think we can agree. Yes. Even though it was, I don't know, I can't, I'm not good. I, you say no stalker. I say highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. Possibility. But very, I don't know. that. I just almost said highly unlikely, but very possible. <laughs> <laughs> that may be a shirt right there. <laughs> Maybe so. But, now we get into her boss. Yes. And her boss's name was Richard Neller. Mm-hmm. And in 1996, he is charged with felony counts of conspiracy to distribute cocaine, marijuana, and heroin. Uh-huh. He was sentenced to 70 months in prison, and after his release, he went back to Toledo and began practicing law again. But in 2002, the state officially disbarred him. Now, 
It was uncovered that he had become involved in a defendant of his, Jose Rodriguez's, drug activity while representing Mr. Rodriguez. He would advise Mr. Rodriguez on how to avoid legal action. And this is one of the leading theories that somehow Cindy overheard a discussion between Mr. Neller and Mr. Rodriguez discussing well, the long, drug deals. How long was he, um, how long was Mr. Rodriguez a client? Because you're talking about 1995. That's when the charges and, came out with Neller. Yeah, I think correct. he was a client from 80, I think he was in prison in 80. And he, but I mean, you also have to say, well, maybe it's not Rodriguez, but clearly Neller is corrupt, so maybe he's been corrupt the whole time, and he's dealing with other people. But the fact of the matter is, is Rodriguez confessed to killing Anderson in 1995. But for whatever reason, that testimony is going to be ruled to be unreliable. And, and who decides that a murder confession is unreliable? You don't want to try to look into that? Hey, how about ask the guy, Hey, Mr. Rodriguez, if you killed her, prove it. Where's she at? Tell yeah. us. Why not? And that's the thing, that if he did kill her and it was a confession... I felt like he's already he's already in prison on drug running, so he's it's not like they gonna. I don't think Ohio had the death penalty then. Ninety five. That's too much research. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that we could ask, I think one thing that points towards her being. Hold on one second. Hey Siri. Did Ohio have the death penalty in nineteen ninety five? So Ohio had the death penalty when he confessed, and maybe that's why he's thinking I can be I'm gonna get out on these drug charges, so I'll just recant that whole story. Now, one thing that points in the direction of her being abducted by someone is the fact that she left the phones on the hook. Yeah, she always would put them on hold when she went to lunch. Right, but maybe maybe that was to throw people off. Yes, and then the other thing is, who's being abducted and takes their person car keys? I don't. Yeah, I mean, I've never I've been abducted, but I mean. Every time I've been abducted, I just leave everything. <laughs> There's shit already in these pants. <laughs> <laughs> she may have, and this is another theory out there, decided to skip town well in my opinion if her skipping town makes sense by what the way the book was found the book was found to have the only violent scene in the romance novel in the whole book if i was going to skip town i would leave that as a a false clue or Maybe she saw Rodriguez coming in. She couldn't do anything about it, and for some reason, rather than hit the private the the alarm system like she was, that was the alarm system was installed. She decided to flip through the book and put it on that one page. 
Yeah, and that would make sense if he come in and pointed a gun at her. Because that... Was he going to give her time to flip through a book? She may have already had it kind of earmarked, and it, it would have been easy. Because well, you don't know what the book looked like. That's true. She could have had it earmarked in case something happened. But also, if I'm going to skip town because my parents are too religious and they're overbearing and I just need to get away, maybe I'm going to make two phone calls to the police. And tell them that I'm trapped in a basement. Maybe that's what I do. Throw them off my scent. But even back then, it's pretty hard to disappear and have your social security number never come up again. Well, and the and the other thing is, none of her savings was touched. It's awful hard not to know that you're going to start over and you've not made plans. Unless, like you said... Well, it's also not hard to, if you do know that you're going to skip town, that you start keistering some cash every month. You know, you start getting your paychecks early, or not early, I don't know why I said early, but you start getting your paychecks, uh, you start getting cash instead of depositing it all in your bank account for a few months, you've worked up a little bit of a nest egg, you figure you got enough to run. That That's possible. Not likely, but highly possible. True. <laughs> Yes. Now we touched on the sitcoms online message board, and which I, is an odd place, place to find to find information. And we've used it on two cases. The funny thing is, they have a huge thread on this whole case. Well, it's probably not that um, odd because it, this was an unsolved mysteries case, so that kind of makes sense. That it would be on a television-related website. But still, strange. Most of the whole sitcoms online is they're chasing the the graffiti. And it starts off with that lady. Um, it is hard to dismiss that graffiti. Cindy. I mean, it was her name. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to completely dismiss it. I personally... I don't buy into a stalker as much as pro- I probably should, and I'm not even sure why, but I think it may just be coincidence. And because, simply because if there was a GW in her life, somebody would have known it. You're not just going to have a... Com- I mean, it's possible that you have a completely secret lover or admirer Maybe she didn't know who he was. I mean, that's possible. But one thing that I had seen was that she was looking at her mom's life being her life. A dutiful servant life or servant wife to a religious, very religious man. Her boyfriend's going to Bible college. She's going to follow him. I just can't picture it, man. That's just... And she's going to have to basically not have anything that she can call her own. And this the in this day and age, just that idea that a woman needs to be subservient to her husband to me just makes zero sense. I would love to sit here and tell you that my wife and I have a one hundred uh, not a one hundred a fifty fifty partnership, but that's just not true. She's in charge. Oh, yeah. Mine is, too. And uh, 
to to think of me <laughs> the idea of me trying to make her subservient to me cracks me up because I promise you if I got all uppity with my wife ordering her around, I would get one response and one response only. And that is, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> now, there but I are, do love that woman now. Don't get me wrong. There are a ton of posts by the lady that claims that the graffiti was left for her. Now, say that one more time. I am so sorry. There's a lot of posts on the sitcoms online about the lady who says that the graffiti yeah, was I mean, left for her. And that's a big reason why I I, I I don't believe a stalker because there is someone that says, that wasn't for me. Was and me. she says the GW is Greg Wazinski. And he actually passed away in a motorcycle accident. And he actually passed away when she joined she was stationed in Germany in the army I don't know it was this whole thing is just crazy because with it happening in the early 80s there's no you know now we talk about people that go missing there's cell phone data there's your cell phone pings here it pings there this lady basically could have just flipped that book open to that page laid it down so that it would be a red herring got her person or keys and walked such, out such a good word such a good term red hair that's awesome i love i actually love that all right so our final thoughts on the disappearance of cynthia anderson i'll start us off with i'm 50 50 the lawyer neller is awfully dirty he has a shady shady client and with him confessing and then taking it back or that not being ruled admissible i think that speaks volumes but then again i go to the other side with she had maybe she just woke up that day and realized she was staring down the barrel of a subservient life and that's not what she wanted and she decided i don't have anything to lose i can get another job as a secretary in another town if i needed to and that's that's all she's got. Uh, she's got a high school education, probably the money in her purse, and that's, I mean, in Toledo, she could have hopped on a bus and been anywhere she wanted to be with nobody knowing, being the wiser. So, what's yours there, Budro? You know, I mean, I don't see someone, I mean, I know it has happened many, many times that people have made a false confession. But to me, I mean, the Jose Rodriguez had no reason to confess to this murder. So, but he did. I don't know how you determine someone's confession unreliable, but maybe they know way more than I do. But I'm going to go ahead and decide that something very nefarious happened, and he's involved somehow. I do like him. You do for the murder. Oh, my I had bad. to swallow. Um, oh. <laughs> I do like him for the murder. I think if he's not in the case, if if that's not a client of her boss, then this whole thing is even odder, first well, of all. Well, it's an odder. 
Yeah, it's an otter. Like it lays on its back and oh, oh. cracks nuts with rocks. They also hold hands, which is super cute. That's so cute. But they also just do some terrible things to the, to, to other animals. Yeah. And, and the female. Anyway. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's definitely involved somehow. Which, I mean, I mean, but what about the phone call? Who did, Who made the phone call? Well, there is a theory out there that she made the phone call. It makes sense if if I run away, I put the book. I run away purposely. I put the book in the page where it's at to try to throw people off. I don't even know how they even noticed it. And then the guy that found it read it, and he was like, "Well, there you go. She was abducted. Like that's weird. Maybe he knew. Maybe he knew he, she was cutting out. But then who made the phone call? If I'm leaving, I'll make that phone call just to throw people off." So, hey, she's at some house and make up some random stuff about uh, two houses next door to each other owned by the same family. And they're out of town. The son's got her in the basement. Click. Run away. Now she's like, I got time. Cops ain't looking for me. They're looking for two houses. So, that makes sense to me. But I don't think that's what happened. It does make a lot of sense. But I, again, we're I, not here to answer questions. We're here yeah. to pose more. To, but as to who made that phone call, I'm thinking Mr. Rodriguez got someone to do it for whatever reason, to throw them off, or some Yahoo just did it because they wanted to be involved, which does happen. All the damn all time. All the time. And if you're one of those people... Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> off a large cliff. Yeah, fuck right off. Well, you got anything else there, bub? Well, we got to do our recommendations. That's true, we do. Well, yeah. it's it's very important to recommend things. Yes. I would like... We've got to spread the love. To recommend... If you say Bearded Iris, I think everyone in our audience is going to roll their fucking eyes. <laughs> this week's recommendation for me is the podcast Bring On The Weird. Oh, that sounds cool. It is hosted by two guys, Elijah and Will, and they do some crazy crazy cases and i'll just read through they're very new kind of like us they went over the moon landing pizzagate whether aliens are friend or foe weird messages in your favorite cartoons let me tell you aliens if they come here they're gonna be a foe they're gonna take one damn look at us as a as a race and go nah fuck they're either gonna turn right around and go home or they're gonna be like yeah we're gonna have to destroy these people they do the history of time time travel in part one they do the plausibility of it part two they do actual time traveler cases and then their latest is creepy stories volume one nice. give those guys a lesson and show some love i've listened to three of their podcasts so far it is pretty entertaining i have actually subscribed to the young fellers that's a good recommendation. What you got this week for well, recommendations? I'm going to go a little off kilter. I'm not going to be. I know YouTube. I know YouTube this week. But I've been uh, revisiting probably my favorite show of all time. And this will be the, at the very least, the seventh or eighth time I have rewatched this show. And my wife hates when I rewatch this show. Because <laughs> I rewatch it when I try to go to sleep. 
and it, and they got a lot of gunshots in it, and so it kind of disturbs her. But I just love this show. So if you've never watched the show Justified, do yourself a favor and get on your Amazon Prime and watch that show from start to finish. Now I'll give you the first season is kinda it's good, it's not bad. But the best seasons the but after that the best seasons with Ma. Oh yeah, that's season two. That's season two. It's the best. It's the best show ever. And if you've ever watched the show Deadwood, it's it's crazy because Justified and the uh Sons of Anarchy pretty much have every son, son of a bitch that was ever on the show Justified. I mean uh ever on the show Deadwood is somewhere on these shows. Every single one of them. It's crazy. But I'm telling you this because I got a there's a listener slash BJJ black belt slash coach of mine that I have been bugging for four freaking years to watch this show and he still won't do it because he's a stubborn ass. So Brent, when you listen to this, watch the damn show. It is it's the amazing. best written show I have seen in long it's time. It's the best show ever. Yes, like, it is. First of all, we're going to sit here and we're going to nod. This guy's awesome. Yeah, we are. I want to play that badass shit. He jumped so, out of an airplane with enough coke and cash to jumpstart a third world country. That's a great show. That's my recommendation. <laughs> it was so good, man. I'm 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 almost done with the seventh time through season one, and I'm about to start season two, and I'm so excited. Now, uh, if you do like Justified like we do. If you do do. If you do do. Amazon, around Christmas time, around Thanksgiving, will put the box set on sale for some ridiculous low price, like $35. I highly recommend buying it. Highly recommend buying it. Oh, a little sidebar. Sadly, when Podcoin shut down, I had to cash in my, my points, and I got $20 on Amazon. I was shooting for the 50 almost halfway there. But I got 20, and I had to leave like 700 pod coins behind because it didn't qualify, and I was very sad about that. However, I got one hell of a deal. This thing was marked half off from, it was $80, marked down to 40 I used my 20 And only spent 20 of your hard-earned cash. I was, I, I, well, here's, no, it's even better. Uh, Amazon's got coupons now, if you didn't know that. They have coupons. And I had $20 off because of my gift cards. And then they had a $5 off coupon. So I paid $15 for an industrial strength magnet that I'm going fishing with. You seen these magnet fishing shit? That is a, that's, that looks so fun to me. I want to be on the maiden voyage. Maiden voyage? Hell, I'm going to Altoona and just throwing that some bitch off, off the bridge. bridge. And you know what? My biggest fear is we're going to get a gold watch. With a fucking hand. hand <laughs> with a fucking arm attached to it. Because everybody knows. Oh, Lord. It might not have as many as Al- as uh, Lake Lanier, but Altoona's got some bodies in it. Yeah, it does. So so now that we're done, let's. I guess we got to do our catchphrases, right? I guess so. So, so let her rip, tater chip. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you're a fucking monster. Deuces. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.